This was quite fun, the deck fact that. My daddy's silly. And his friends, he said silly things. <laughs> They're not serious. He does a lot of weak words for entertainment only. If you're not 18, you can not listen. <laughs> Sit back and listen to the deep factor. And you would have noticed that we've been sending out this under a banner stuff as well. There's, we only play music that we love, uh, just like Shinobi. We played a couple of weeks ago. They're great. Escape Syndrome from Canberra. Um, Stu's band, hopefully. The Kalasar we'll, we'll be playing in a couple of weeks. Johnny Roadkill, which I love. Uh, they're a great band as well. And Circle 7, of course. Circle 7 is a great American band. Uh, so making sure you check them out on circle7music.com. But what we love to do on the Dickhead Factor, or what I really love to do is check out some of the uh, weird stories and odd stories out there. So let's get into the top 10 weirdest news stories of 2007. Usually I like to get into the stories when the guys are here, so that way we can do a bit of banter and stuff like that, but obviously it sounds a bit weird if I get into my own banter and start talking to myself like I am now. Uh, so very strange. So coming in at number 10, uh, this is from thisistrue.com, the weirdest of 2007. Michelle Ether, 37, of Woodbridge, Tasmania, uh, which makes it an Aussie story, which is interesting upon its own story, discovered that she was a perfect match for a US man who needed a kidney transplant. So she agreed to donate her left kidney to the man whom she had never met. But when news of a donation broke, she started getting calls from people wanting her kidney or other organs, and there were probably been more than 2,000 inquiries. Ether said that some people emailed her twice a day. It's not really a weird story. I don't know how that one's a weird story. If you say that you wanted to uh, give your kidney to someone, I'm sure that there's up to 2,000 people that wanted there's probably a lot of people waiting for a kidney, so not necessarily. Uh, we'll, we'll just keep going through them and seeing if they, if they get any better. So this one's coming in at number nine. Um, bad hair of a dog day. Security officer at a Walmart store in Fort Walton Beach, uh, Florida, had heard reports that a man commonly was doing something odd with hairspray each time he was in the store. He watched for the man, uh, spotted him, and followed him. Sure enough, he watches the man took a bottle of the pump hairspray off the shelf and drank it. He continued to follow the man as he drank a second bottle. The hairspray contains a significant amount of alcohol. The unidentified man left the store without paying for the products and was arrested on shoplifting charges. Security officer Christopher White noted that the man had plenty of money in his pocket to ask him why he drank hairspray instead of buying booze. The man replied that he is a hardcore alcoholic and doesn't go into liquor stores because the temptation was too great. That's uh, fantastic. Well done. So let's drink fucking hairspray instead of drinking alcohol. Coming in at number eight every year, the crowd just eats it up. Iowa State Fair Board President Jerry Parkins had suggested um, that the the fair discourage the annual erotic corn eating, corn dog eating uh, contest. Uh, because it was inappropriate. Radio personality Steve Pilchin, who runs the event, said only women have ever entered the contest, and uh, we stress the technique. The winner is chosen by crowd applause. He notes that several condiments are available to competitors. We have ketchup and mustard, but the big hit was mayonnaise. Um, so basically, they try to ban a erotic corn dog eating uh, contest because it was inappropriate because they were it was an erotic one so they were trying to have sex with the hot dogs people this is this is what erotic means not necessarily in my sexual 
situation at the moment because I've been married and I've got three kids. The closest my wife ever gets to putting a hot dog in her mouth is from Costco, and they're about two bucks, I think. Uh, but that's a different story, and you don't really need to hear about my personal um, issues. Coming in at number seven, and millions of businessmen sigh in disappointment. After Taz was fired from his position as an executive manager in Sydney, New South Wales, he sued the company. EDI Rail, um, well, that's who he sued, said that he had made inappropriate and unacceptable charges to the corporate credit card. But uh, Taz told the court that the $12,000 worth of escort services he charged to the company's expense account was a perfectly reasonable, even tax-deductible business expense because he had relocated from a job from Melbourne hiring a woman to keeping company at night as part of the relocation expenses, he said, similar to buying furniture for his apartment. His suit demanded 12 months of salary and a statement declaring his conduct was acceptable. An industrial court tossed the uh, suit ruling that using corporate funds to pay for call girls was gross abuse of expense account. As for such expenses being tax deductible, the judge ruled that no reasonable person acting reasonably could proceed on the basis that expenses incurred for escort service could possibly be the subject of some form of taxation concession or relief in some manner. So good old Aussies digging it up again. This bloke got busted uh, hiring fucking prostitutes uh, on the company's dollar and decided to say, well, you know, in true Aussie fashion, listen, pal, it's not my fucking fault, all right? I was in a state where I got sex every night and you fucking not giving me sex, so I had to pay for it. Now, that's I shouldn't have to pay for that because if, if I was still in my state... I would be getting sex every night, but now I'm in your state. You have to pay for me to get sex every night, which is quite a reasonable um, uh, ask, if you ask me. So I don't know how he didn't get away with it in the end. Coming in at number six, and you thought you had a bad, a bad day. An unnamed 41-year-old man from uh, Canada suffered a seizure from crack cocaine overdose that apparently disturbed his dog, a pit bull, uh, pit bull terrier, which then took a bite out of him under his ear, police said. His housemates, whom the police said were also high, tried to save the man from the dog by swinging at it with a baseball bat. They missed, instead hitting the man in the face. He was taken to the hospital when doctors found a plastic bag in his rectum. It contained 12 grams of crack. Police were caught and charged the man with possession of drugs with the intent to traffic and with owning an illegal breed of a dog. <laughs> Fuck me, Ned. There's really not much more to say. Oh, let's break that one down. So, a 41-year-old man, a 41-year-old Canadian man, has basically uh, had a crack cocaine overdose. Pissed off his dog on his way down. The dog's taken a chunk out of him. His mates are gone. Fuck! We better go get that dog off him. Grab the nearest thing, which is a baseball bat. Missed the fucking dog. Cracked him in the head. So they've called an ambulance. Taken the guy to the hospital, not realizing that he didn't take the crack cocaine. It was just leaking inside of him because he had it still stuck up his ass. So how's that for a fucking buck's night? That's right. That's what we did to Josh. Put fucking crack cocaine up his ass. Coming in at number five. Um, the female readers particularly like this one, also from September. Or are you glad to see me? A robber succeeded in escaping with £613, um, which comes to a US dollar amount of 1236 from a bookmaker's shop in... Lancaster, uh, England. The clerks there assumed he had a gun hidden in his bag. He pointed at them, but it wasn't. In fact, what the contained within the carrier bag was the defendant's girlfriend's vibrator. 
The prosecutor told the judge that Nikki Jacks, 27, admitted to the crime and was sentenced to five years in prison. Oh, this is the tie number five, so there's another number five as well. So they'll shant. Um, Rebecca Bryce said that in 2003, when she was 15, fellow students at uh, Maria Carrillo High School in Santa Rosa, California, teased her about her Mormon religion with such taunts as, do you have 10 mums? She admits that when she was exacerbated with such teasing, teaching in her freshman humanities class, she responded, that's so gay. School officials took quick action. She was given a written reprimand for her offensive language, even though no one complained. Her parents sued the school district, demanding they remove the reprimand from her record, claiming harassment and discrimination since the school never tried to stop the religious torts. The judge in the case ruled the spices didn't prove discrimination and that being picked on and teased by boorish and uncaring bullies is part of what teenagers endure in becoming adults. Yeah, let's see if that one gets up nowadays. Fuck me, dead people. So basically, um, they were giving this poor girl a bit of hassle for being a Mormon. She said the probably something, but for, for them to say that it's acceptable for bullies to uh, to pick on people because it's part of life, uh, I don't know what workforce they're working in, but it's pretty strict at the moment. Uh, that, that kind of shit doesn't happen. Welcome to the Dickhead Factor. Really, really nicely. We are the dickhead factor. Australia's number one dickheads. We're dickheads and we're coming for you. We are the dickhead factor. You just experienced the D-Head Factor. Go to dheadfactor.com for more awesome shows. Follow them on Twitter at the D-Head Factor. And don't forget, rate them, subscribe, review on iTunes.